Hi guys, today we're at HubSpot HQ. We have Kit Bodmer, is that how you pronounce it, Kit? Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. thank you so much for joining Thanks. us. Okay. Thanks for having me. I've got Ricky Cheers, there sir. as well. Okay, so you say you're on the third floor, so we're not too far to Yeah, yeah. you're like not too far from my little little desk in the marketing yeah. area here, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Just for, just for our viewers watching then, can you give us a bit of background on yourself and how, how you ended up at HubSpot and how long have you been here? Yes. Wow. So for me, I spent uh, the early days of my career working at different mar marketing agencies okay. for a long time. Basically, in the early days of online marketing, helping yeah. companies figure it all out. Back yeah. when you know inbound marketing wasn't a thing yet, and everybody yeah. was just trying to figure out how this this internet thing was going to impact their marketing. And then uh, I started a blog okay. uh, talking about social media and how companies could use it, okay. and that led me to meet uh, all the awesome folks at HubSpot. And I joined HubSpot uh, in March 2010. So over seven years ago seven now, the yeah. uh, company was like 90 employees at the time, and uh, we were wow. started in, yeah. embarking on the journey of yeah. uh, teaching everybody about event marketing, and it's been an awesome ride ever since. Awesome We've got ride. a few more colleagues here now then. Yeah, a few more. <laughs> a few more. Yeah. yeah, so your position is CMO at the minute. Yep. And uh, so where have you come from then, VP, or how has your progression been through through the company? Have you just worked your way up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my very first job at HubSpot, was I wrote yeah. the HubSpot blog for right. a while, for like awesome. I think the first That's year, <laughs> and then basically, I don't know, I had basically any, every job, functional job marketing other than... Yep. Design and coding and things you don't want me doing. Yeah. Obviously, right? Like you don't want me touching any of that. Uh, and then it ended up I was VP of Demandgen for a long time. Helped us build out our global go to market. Figure out how we go to markets like Europe and Asia yeah. and, and and Latin America. And then uh, now now I'm CMO. It's a blast. What would you say then? Bit of a bit of a broad question, but in your seven years, then what's what's the most interesting uh, project you've worked on? Would you say? Most she's always like kind of the newest interesting thing at the time. Like early days, it was like search engine optimization, yeah. social media, and then like now it's like video and Facebook Messenger bots are like taking up a ton of my time, and then which we can talk a ton about. Yeah. But like the thing that's probably the most fascinating that was most foreign to me was like our inbound conference. So we yeah, host yeah. a big event every fall called Inbound. Started with a few hundred people. Now it's you know over over nineteen thousand people last year, and just like the scale of that and like. When you're somebody who deals in yeah. the digital world all yeah. the time, yeah. like to take a take a step back and spend all of that work and effort for a physical event is is fascinating. I think as digital marketers, like um, going out to events and taking the time out from reading blogs and ebooks and stuff to actually go to an event and learn is quite powerful. But you need as well. to you need to reset your perspective sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you can get so focused yeah. on the content you're reading, the perspectives you're reading, that sometimes you just need to. Here's slightly different stuff in a different environment to kind of help true up like what you actually think about this thing, what your real perspective is I think about it. This will be our fourth year of Tim yeah. this nice. year. It's, it's going to be a fun, gonna be a fun year this year. Yeah, we're taking a big team this year for that reason. Oh, yeah, awesome. We're investing a lot, as you know, the cost from the UK. <laughs> yeah, not, and the, the it's not an easy thing to do. We, we appreciate it for but, sure. Um, we get so much out of it. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. I think the content there is remarkable. We're so lucky to have. Yeah. Uh, Truly amazing host mm. of speakers from mm. across all the sessions, mm. especially with the video equipment. We're going to be doing podcasts <laughs> daily, inbound answers. We're just, going to, we're just going to video everything, aren't Let's we? Do and it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you touched on bots then. We've uh, obviously we've had a podcast with Brian, and he, yeah. he's talking about AI, artificial intelligence, a lot of um, the bot work. But I mean, yeah. can you go into depth with that? What's what's happening there? What should marketers know? What do yeah. marketers need to know? Oh gosh, there's so there's so many things <laughs> yeah. to to know. So I, I think if I'm a, a marketer today, the ways the marketer change, marketing is changing in a few ways, right? Like okay. we diversify, diversify from text content to video content. Yep. That video content is 
largely both social search and social, right? Mm. YouTube's the second biggest search engine. Yeah. So if you're distributing your video through YouTube, t typically more tutorial, more how-to, longer length content is yeah. gonna be found through search, kind of analogous mm. to your traditional blog content. Mm. And then you've got like shorter, more entertaining, more practical video content that you're gonna share on Facebook and Instagram, normally sub 60 seconds, yeah. that uh, you're gonna have the whole reach of your networking community on there. And so I think if you're a marketer today, you can't be successful without doing video like you guys are doing it. And think about what your primary mode of distribution is and kind of where in the funnel. Like there's some marketers I know who do a really great job with video and it's really focused in the sales process, bottom yeah. of the funnel, helping convince their prospects. And that's awesome. And uh, it, it's just being strategic uh, about, about everything. And then uh, I think a lot about like our messaging channels. Like email is kind of plateauing in its effective, effectiveness. It'll always be a way that some people interact, but man, you could work really hard and optimize your email performance, and it you might move like half a percent on yeah. click-through rate, or maybe a percent on click-through rate, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, you guys no, do this, you know, right, yeah, where it's yeah. like, but if you go to something like Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, like the modern messaging channels, man, your click-through rates are five X of email, We've six X of email. We've probably for testing it. We yeah. always test ourselves before we do a client, so we signed up for a Facebook Messenger bot, got people subscribing, yeah. sent out a blast through it. It was, I think, I'm sure it was 96% yeah, or 90s. something like Open that. Rates, yeah. Insane. Yeah. Like, you probably had 15 to 20% click-through yeah, rates yeah. versus 2 to 3% on email, <laughs> yeah, or 4%. Maybe, yeah. UK, maybe people in the UK like yeah. email more. I'm not, yeah, I'm not no, sure exactly. But, that's uh, exactly right. Uh, yeah. And so, like, man, that's like yeah, a freaking massive difference, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, spoke to you last year. Yeah. it's like, it's going to be... Yeah. It's going to be the way that most of us communicate. It's uh, one of the folks on my team, uh, I think, said it best. Who he was basically like, Facebook is the is the community infrastructure of our time, yes. and Messenger is the best way to interact and drive engagement awareness on Facebook. Yeah. And if you're going to be in the Facebook game, you have to be in the Messenger game. Yeah. And then aside from Messenger, you have the whole. The, the bot layer, right? Because yeah, like exactly. messaging and bots are different, right? Like you yeah. can send somebody a message without a bot, like you yeah. just talked about. But bots can, you know, I, I look at email. I look about all the first generation of email marketing. It's like, man, we we were doing our best to guess, right? We yeah. were like, oh, okay, this this is my persona. I'm gonna do some stuff that I think is really good for them. I, I think this is what they need right now, and I'm gonna give it to them. And We'd send that email off, and then they'd see it a few hours later, and then they would either agree or disagree with us, and you could kind of tell by your yeah. click-through rates and your engagement rates. Now you don't have to guess anymore. You can use a bot in Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp and Slack, and the person can get what they need. Yeah. And sometimes what they need is to get right to a human, and that's fine. The bot can get them to a human yeah. And, yeah. and do that. But sometimes it's like, I just want, to want what I want really fast. Yeah. And a bot can deliver that far better than a lot of other uh, communications. I, I think of like... Messenger and, and WhatsApp and those uh, conversational UI applications. Yeah. It's like kind of like the terminal of how you interact. Like you had, we had Windows and then we had Internet Explorer as the yeah. next terminal. You built web, web apps on top of Internet Explorer and then you had iOS and you built mobile applications on iOS. Now you have uh, yeah. chat, chat, chat OS essentially <laughs> and, you're, and bots are the application layer on top of that. And so you're going to have both. Utility bots, things like our growth bot yeah. product, where somebody's going to have a reoccurring use case, have a diverse set of things that they're going to use on a daily or weekly basis, and then you're going to have what I call transactional bots, mm -hmm. which are just basically, hey, I want to download this thing, yeah. or I want to just schedule a quick meeting, or I want to do this very one specific thing, and I want to do it well yeah. with a really low friction, and there'll be a place for those too.
I imagine a lot of in-house marketers get quite scared when things like chatbots are talked about a lot because for sure most bit like inbound 11 years old and yeah. I think in-house a lot of people just get into grips with it and yeah. we're doing great with smashing blogs and ebooks it's mm-hmm. doing great but everyone's saying we need to move on and move on now yeah let's go video yeah box. keep going keep going and thinking yeah. right I've got to learn something completely yeah. new where, where would you recommend people how do people get started with chatbots like where to go I know mm-hmm. I just I think I use something called ManyChat or something like that. Just download it, like really low friction, easy to play with version. Yeah, and just just how to play. Yeah, so there's there's an emerging sector of of tools. Um, There's a tool called ChatFuel. There's a tool called Motion.ai. Tool called Flow.xo. Those are a a couple of the kind of the core applications you you can use there. We've we've basically done our own integration with. Motion.ai okay. and HubSpot, and so we can take everything we know about somebody on the HubSpot contact yeah. record, and like my chatbot can greet you by your first name because yeah. I have it in my contact record, exactly. or my chatbot can know that you looked at our pricing page yeah. because I have that in my contact record, right? And you know what's going to happen is the same thing that happened in email is that people are going to do it all in isolation, and, and it's going to be very impersonal yeah. in the early days, and that's and that's what we want to want to avoid. That's what I was about you you need to, it, yeah. but if you can rely on the 360 view you have of somebody yeah. through all their interactions with you and then apply it to the engagement medium that they now feel the most comfortable with, the most in tune with, then you can create a really valuable experience for them and like create trust with them very early on. Yeah, personalization. Brian, Brian touched on that as well. So, yeah. What, what are the tactics? What are the projects you've got going on at the minute? What are the exciting... Uh... So so much stuff. Uh, we just launched uh, a big Facebook contest called Summer Startup. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, so video, yeah. yeah, so we've got uh, a contest where basically you enter twenty five words or less uh, around what was the dream company you've always wanted to start, and we're going to select some finalists, do a second round, and then the winner's going to get one hundred thousand dollars, some HubSpot software, some expert mentoring and coaching to go and. Stop right. doing the thing that they don't want to do anymore and do something that they really want to do. Yeah. And uh, for us, it's like huge opportunity Definitely. to apply uh, some goodwill back to the startup community. It's also a great way for us to build awareness for the brand through Facebook. It's mm-hmm. you know, I think our videos had yeah, like three quarters yeah, of a million, three quarters of a million yeah, views, yeah. three quarters of a million views. Yeah. We think we've had over five thousand people enter so far yeah. in the first. Wow. We're about seventy-two hours in right now, mm-hmm. three hours in, so or three days in, so. Uh, it's going really well, and like I think it's a good example of things that like modern marketers are going to need to do: mm-hmm. quick, sixty-second video, layer with the contest yeah. in social to to a core part of their community, right? Mm. And so I think that's some practical tips for everybody watching. Is that your idea, or is that communal idea? Or? Uh, so do we actually have somebody who runs yeah. all of our uh, like brand and social yeah. campaigns, and that was his idea. His name's oh, Ryan. He did an awesome job, right. and we were kicking around a bunch of ideas, and that one was one that kind of stuck well, and uh, took it from there. Imagine if we had that to start our agency. I mean, we started oh, obviously yeah. from our bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we totally. Oh, Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Big steal and borrow, yeah. yeah and, uh, <laughs> Sometimes do it better that way. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you appreciate it for sure. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, your focus in the next six to 12 months then is, is what we've talked about, or will you move on to other things? What's HubSpot's still very focused on mm. the blog, the traffic, the leads, the ebooks, the form fill. Is that still the churn of HubSpot? Is that still the big focus, or...? Are you trying to move the focus a bit more away? Well, if I look at, at marketing at HubSpot, right, which is like kind of my domain, yeah. I look at our job is to lead the next evolution of marketing. Yeah. And 
email marketing, blogging, all those things actually still work. It still works yeah, great. Right, exactly. And like if you're a marketer out there, you should do them. Yeah. Uh, there's just some new tools in the tool belt and they're still actually very early on. Most yeah. people kind of want to do video, but they're uncertain of their strategy, their yeah. technology stack, mm. everything. Similar with messaging, similar with bots, uh, yeah. on-site chat, things like that, right? Yeah. And so our job is to teach the world about those. And so, you know, we had a post go live today on the HubSpot blog around three experiments we ran around Facebook Messenger and chatbots, right? And so we're going to be spending the next six to 12 months really deeply focused in trying to call all these new round of changes for marketers and give them clear strategies and playbooks to go and execute. And we're gonna do that by doing it ourselves and learning Especially learning a bunch. And, uh, and then hopefully expiring some folks and getting the opportunity to learn back from them uh, from the work they're doing. Fantastic. Yeah, we, we had a chat with Luke. We went to lunch with uh, Luke Summerfield earlier yeah. and he, he said exactly the same thing. His big focus at the minute is uh, is the agency playbooks, get, getting the strategy in place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's good. It's good to see Brian touched on that as well. So yeah. it's it's a, it's a company wide yeah. educational push in a way. Yeah, Apparently. every time you have a lot of human behavior change, yeah. you yeah. you've got to adapt to it, crystallize it, and, and help communicate it to the world. And I think mm. that's always been our promise to yeah. the community: is that like, hey, we're going to learn stuff. We're going to try to learn stuff as fast or faster than anybody else, and mm. give put you in the driver's seat to be successful as you need it as your business is growing and adopting new stuff. We've been told a lot about how the marketer's scope is just getting bigger. Yeah, totally. When yeah. HubSpot launched HubSpot yeah. Sales, we found ourselves, look, we're a bunch of marketers, and now we're having conversations about sales and helping yeah. enable that. And I think a lot of people are going that way. And how, how have you seen your scope change from being very focused on, like you say, blogging and SEO to how, does, Hub, does HubSpot allow you to get involved in the experience for customers from the sales side and the website? And does marketing's influence? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Marketing mm. sets the tone for everything else, yeah. right? Everybody kind of has to follow the lead of, of marketing. They're kind of the leading edge yeah. of any, any business. And so I think what the, some of the changes I've seen is that, man, marketing has a big impact through the entire customer experience, through sales, yeah. through customer success, yeah. customer yeah. service, right? And... I see more of it. We see more of that all the time. How do we better set expectations with our prospects? How do we help our customers like get more value, discover new use cases, new products that they have available to them to use, right? And I think you know, ten years ago, marketing was like, oh, let's figure out how to do some blogging, yeah. and it might work, yeah. right? Because yeah. even back then, it was like this nascent thing, and yeah. now it's like, oh, we figured a bunch of stuff out, <laughs> and that's working really well. And now there's a new wave of stuff to figure out. You're so, you're so true, Ricky. We, we're a marketing agency, an SEO company now. We've got a video department. We have, <laughs> totally. we have developers and designers doing their thing, sales enablement. It's, this is why we have so many questions about the future. Us as business owners and marketeers. Yeah, absolutely. What's happening next so we can prepare? <laughs> yeah. I, it's, yeah. Regardless, it sounds like you guys are very well prepared and yeah. then very much tuned in to what, how user behaviors change. Mm. And, like, and part of it is like being ready when new things happen, yeah. right? Like, yeah. There's a bunch of this stuff that's still uncertain and very speculative, you know. We've talked a lot about the past couple weeks about like around the cryptocurrency market because you've had high fluctuations in things like Ethereum and everything. It's like I have no idea if Ethereum Bitcoin will ever be anything. Yeah. It's 100% speculative. I know that that is a technology. Yeah. And like cryptocurrency and blockchain is a massive disruptive technology and will be a huge part of our our future. Like 
think most people who have done enough research can agree on that. I don't think I have any clue if those if if those are going to be the currencies that we use in the future. And so there's some some aspect that translates to marketing, right? There's sometimes where like Facebook Messenger is, is a way over a billion people communicate. Is it going to be an important marketing channel? I think we're still figuring out the right playbooks, the right strategies to actually that are successful. We're going to have some that aren't successful, and we need to set up. Values and keep the prospect and the customer customer in mind all the time and treat them correctly. It's a fine balance in marketing between constantly learning and getting distracted by shiny new objects. Totally. That by this yeah. might completely yeah. revolutionise your whole industry, yep. or you might put a load of time into it and it might do nothing. Mm. How how does HubSpot manage that? I imagine you've got thousands and thousands of ideas in HubSpot and, and ways people people want to go, but you've got yeah. a very proven process that works mm. and. Why did you choose to invest your time? Yeah, no, I, I look at it as like, from a marketing perspective, you know, there's results that I need to, to achieve yeah. every single month, and I, and I want to do those. Mm -hmm. And I have a playbook of things that work, but like one of the things I know for certain is that every marketing tactic eventually fails, like yeah. eventually stops working because yeah. of... Mark to spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> quantitation pressure. It's yeah. got, got a good media article coming next week on that. Keep yeah. your eyes, okay, eyes cool. peeled, eyes peeled. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes here. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, for, for me, it's relying enough on the tried and true and, and overachieving on that yeah. so that you have the ability to achieve your goals in a way that you still have a little bit of time to yeah. discover new things because I know that one of these things that I'm doing now is going to stop working three months, six months, two years from now. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to need to have some different playbooks. I'm going to need to evolve. And, yeah. yeah, and so I want to make whatever investments I can to start learning that. Because when you do learn that ahead of time, yeah. and when you're the f first mover advantage in marketing is huge, exponentially yeah. higher than like anything else. And you're, you know, click the rates of Facebook Messenger where you're at 15, 20% now, in yeah. 18, to 24 months, yeah. they'll be yeah. 3 to 5%, 6%. Going down towards email rates, won't they? Yeah. yeah, over time, right? Yeah. But man, all the work that you do tomorrow, yeah. the next month, yeah. massive growth opportunity for you. Yeah, it's hard because st we're still trying to convince uh, prospects that B2B people are in Facebook. You can't believe you're saying these conversations, yeah. but you're having them. And, you don't almost believe me that... I got some lines for you. Yeah. One, there's never been a platform <laughs> that a billion people have used no. ever no. that has not been like mm. dramatically impactful for marketing. Yeah. So ever. Next time we ever. have that meeting, what totally happens weekly, yeah. we're just going to take this video <laughs> yeah. there and just, just play. But really, no, like, yeah. ever. Like, no. I, I promise. Like, I have thought yeah. more about this than like 99% of humans and it's just, it just never happened. Yeah, no. It is just great. never happened. And if you don't believe me, like, go fly to Singapore, fly yeah. to Tokyo, fly to Seoul, fly to Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Everything is being discussed, communicated, negotiated over WhatsApp, Line, yeah. WeChat, or Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And they'll say to us weekly, my, my clients won't be in Facebook. Yeah. Link, LinkedIn, that's it, LinkedIn. And we just, oh, no, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and the cost per acquisition difference on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, exponential. Yeah, it's yeah. Exponential. Yeah. It's sub-optimizing is, yeah. is what it's doing. And like you say, in 12 months' time, you're going to start losing that kind of advantage of how cheap mm. Facebook is. Yeah. We've, we've run campaigns recently, and still, still amazing me, it's sub one pound per click. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Fear <laughs> is the enemy of like great marketing. Yeah, your fear is. of paying too much, or your fear of not working. Yeah. Gosh, like... 
half your marketing shouldn't work, right? Yeah. Like if you <laughs> if you have a hundred percent hit rate on your marketing, yeah. then like wow, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah. Like you're leaving a ton of money on the table, and that's just impractical. Yeah, so true. I was watching a Gary Vaynerchuk video last week, and he said, "Put small bets. Put small bets on all these new channels, yeah. and if they don't work, walk away." Yeah, yeah. And, it's, uh, and be prepared, like you say, yeah. to build something that's gone in three, four, five years yeah. as well. And reap the rewards while there because Gary V talks a lot about he's put a lot of time into building his Twitter account mm -hmm. that, that might be redundant in yeah. in a few years it yeah might it, be, might be. it might not be it might be yeah, you, exactly. you never know yeah. what you what you need to know is hey human behavior always evolves and always changes yeah. and if you bet on how that behavior is evolving and you bet early enough you're going to be exponentially successful mm -hmm. than, than everybody else like that's the that's the constant in all of this and that behavior is driven by technological trends and innovations. It's driven by marketers doing bad things and pushing people out of things because the experience is no longer what it needs to be. And like, quite frankly, it's driven by like our lives. Like, one of the reasons the people, you people out there who don't believe in Facebook Messenger, for example, like, people just don't have the time to do it the other way. Yeah. They need the answer they need and they need it now. Yeah. They don't have the time to wait and go check their email. Like yeah. the the lag is just, it, everything has to be and near sure instant the, now. The time they're prepared to wait is just sh shrinking. Yeah. And their frustration yeah. around waiting has yeah. never been higher. Exactly. Though the wait times have never been shorter. Yeah. Right? Like, think about that. That's crazy. And then you're, like, asking people to wait. You're asking people, like, one, if you're using LinkedIn in ads, like, oh, so, like, the one time a week when they go on LinkedIn versus the five times a day they go on, yeah. on Facebook. And that's not a lot on LinkedIn. It's no. a great product, yeah. but there's just different use cases there. Yeah, exactly. Then like you're, you're, you're making them wait and you can't make them wait. Yeah. You're not going to be a successful business if you make your prospects or your customers wait yeah. in today's economy. One, one thing we, we've discussed a lot recently is our, our persona who we target is very similar to yours. It's the, the in-house marketing manager yeah. type persona. And, I always imagine getting in their shoes where they're thinking, right, I've got, I've got to learn, I've got to learn ads on social, I've got to learn video, and I've got to, mm -hmm. I've got to study chatbots, I've got all of this to do. Am I better as a marketer being a marketer who's a generalist and learns everything, or am I better being with someone who's just really good on one mm -hmm. thing? If, you, if you're early in your marketing career again, and you could be a generalist marketer or a specialist marketer, which way, which way would you go? I think you need to be great at a small number of things. I don't think you could be great at just one thing. No, because you used today. to be able to do that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I think you yeah. used to be able to be very focused and great at one aspect yeah. of marketing. I don't think you'd be that. No. And I, I don't think you can be so shallow and go across all aspects of marketing. I yeah. think you have to be truly great at like two to four aspects yeah. of marketing, and that might be content creation plus analytics. So that yeah. might be content creation plus um, engagement, you know, yeah. whether it be chat or messaging or email, whatever, whatever that may be, right? And I think that is where you're going to have to go. And you might just have a role where for the first few years of your career, oh, this year I'm going to really focus on this. And the yeah. next year I'm going to focus on this. And you, you don't have to try to be great at those four things all at once, but you have to know that things are going to culminate in, in that kind of deep yet broad enough uh, pocket of knowledge. And where, where do you recommend people go to learn? Obviously, HubSpot, the masters of this, the HubSpot blog. Yeah, lots of great content. The HubSpot Academy <laughs> inbound. Bias, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the master of that. That's obviously go to HubSpot for all of those things. Sure, sure. Out with HubSpot, Ecosphere, what, what do you like to read? Where do you learn? Uh, I learn from a bunch of places. I love books. Yep. Yeah. Books are like super yeah. valuable. Yeah. 
like they're digging in on especially emerging topics their behavior being via books is like an underrated under underrated thing um i absorb a lot of info from podcasts now yeah, yeah. uh i read uh I have a paid subscriber to Ben Thompson's newsletter. I don't know if you guys know who Ben Thompson is. Uh, Stratechery.com. Yeah. So he's awesome business strategist. And yeah. so uh, I pay him an annual fee so that I can get all of his great content. It's totally worth sure. it. And then uh, I basically have a bunch of curated feeds that I use across, uh, across Twitter, across Flipboard, across a few different yeah. kind of news consumption apps. Uh, that kind of consolidate a lot of core marketing publications, business publications, yeah. everything. It's about having an infrastructure of learning that works for you, right? That if you have to go out to a bunch of different websites, you have to filter through all these different email newsletters, it's, it's a little clunky. It's like give yourself a workflow that allows you to learn in bits and pieces when you have the free time in your day to do that. We were saying that we're self-learners as well, and we're on the flight yesterday. I said, I'd love to just learn every day, all day. And just, totally. yeah, just do that it. was your job. I'd that was my job, it, yeah, and we, we, we love it that much, but I'm afraid there's business and there's HR. And there's <laughs> well, part of learning <laughs> is the practical application of learning, yeah, yeah, right? And that's, yeah, and that's yeah, why we have jobs, so that yeah. we, can, so <laughs> we can go from the theoretical to the practical. Well, leading on from Ricky's question, what, would, what percentage of your week or month is, is down to learning? Or percentage of your day, would you say? I bet you, uh, depending on the day, I'm somewhere in like the fifteen to twenty percent okay. learning. Yeah, and we we talk ourselves similar, mm. don't we? Which is interesting. I think when you we talk about this a lot when we're hiring marketers, that's a quality you look for. Is do, pe do people want to learn now? Because if you if you think you've come out of uni or you've uh, finished your study and that's it, those those days are gone, aren't they? You can't totally. come out of uni with a marketing degree and you, you can do marketing for the rest of your life. Curiosity, <laughs> curiosity is. Yeah. A core trait of a great marketer, yeah, right? If they're endless it, yeah. curate, if they have an endless curiosity, they're going to be a self learner. They're going to seek out problems. They're not going to be content with just doing something the same way over and over. And doing something the same way over and over is the fastest way to fail as a marketer. Yeah. If you if you could um, like summarize your learnings of being at HubSpot, um, yeah. kind of from writing blogs to going where you are. What's what's a what's the one thing you've learned that that's really core that you'd like to pass on to other people? <laughs> one thing, the secret uh, sauce. What's, yeah. yeah, what's the secret to kind of being a successful marketing perspective mm. marketing career? I had a couple of things like one like people make all the difference, right? If you're a leader, hiring great people makes all the difference. Yeah. If you are an individual contributor, having great peers makes all the difference. Like yeah. having amazing people to learn from, reflect with balance ideas off of is is incredible and then I think if you're a marketer like you gotta place some freaking bets you have to have some conviction you have to say like I know this to be true yeah like and like just go through the thought exercise of like well, what do I know to be true okay I know that there's all these people doing this I know there's a high overlap with those people in my customer base I know there's a big opportunity that's untapped, and like you have to go figure it out. You have to yeah. be okay operating in a in a pioneer kind of way, and understand that there's going to be a bunch of stuff that isn't figured out. But in doing so, you're going to learn immensely, but you're also have the opportunity to be immensely successful. 
That's great. I mean, you give us so many more tips, but we'd just like to round this off now. Any, sure. any more any more tips for uh, marketing professionals out there? Anything what you should, should they just be give focused us? on today? What tactic? Yeah. Would if, they, if they're doing the standard inbound marketing playbook, they're, they're doing that fantastically yeah. well. One tip of one thing to go away and implement in the next six months. Which one would it be? If you had to pick from bots and video and social ads and all of that. It totally depends on the, the your business, obviously. Yeah. I think for me to be a catch-all would yeah. be a little rash. I would say... You know, if you if you have the the gene for creating content, you're doing content well. I think making the leap to video is a natural extension, yeah. and a lot, nat and you're gonna see a lot of success there. Uh, that being said, if you, the flip side of that is like maybe you're great middle of the funnel marketers and yeah. you're great at email, and like the jump to something like Facebook Messenger yeah. is going to be a little bit more comfortable for you. And yeah. so part of your success is stretching your comfort zone just enough. Like yeah. you're not completely like frustrated and like it's this big jump that you can't make but it's like oh I know in theory how to yeah. how to solve these types of problems I'm just going to go and solve a new a new type of problem but uh, this were a couple this would definitely be a couple of areas where I would spend some time and focus absolutely brilliant fantastic cool thank you so much thanks, thank you appreciate yeah, for having okay. me thank you thanks guys Hope you thanks everybody appreciate it take care bye bye, bye.